Hello and welcome to the OSU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by Dean Rule, coming at you from Stillwater. Uh, well, he is. I'm in Tulsa. It's Friday, January 20th. Dean, let's start off with the defensive coordinator. Can you update us on the search? Yeah, and, and Patrick, you know, that backdrop you have looks exactly like downtown Stillwater, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, That's so funny. That's, that's pretty good. Sorry, go, go ahead. So we've now had about a week since Derek Mason said, hey, I'm not coming back. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm taking this sabbatical. So oh, she's at a week to, and, and, you know, it's not quite clear how long they've known that Derek Mason was going to be doing this, but they've now had some time to prep. Um, the, uh, we're early in the process here. We, we, we don't quite know which direction they're leaning. We know they're interviewing people. Um, so there's some in-house candidates. There's some obviously out of house candidates um you know so if, if we want to stay internal i think somebody's name to follow is going to be joe bob clements just because he's stepped in before and, and he's well a he's been around the program since 2013 uh mostly coaching d-line he switched to linebackers coach this year and uh last year when jim Knowles left um he he kind of headed the defensive coordinator by committee that they did for the bowl game against notre dame uh, so, so I think if they're going to stay in-house, that's the guy to follow. Um, an an out-of-house name that I think is is worth following, Patrick, is uh, D.K. McDonald. He's a Philadelphia Eagles assistant defensive backs coach. And uh, some folks who, are, who, who really like to follow the Big 12 will remember him up at Iowa State. Um, he coached defensive backs from, I think it was 2014 to 2020. For the Cyclones, um, he, he's a name that that I've heard pop up a couple times just talking with people. Um, and then, of course, you know, you can have your your big hitter, Jim Leonard, still available, but Alabama is now looking for a defensive coordinator, and, and they can probably beat OSU in terms of salary and all that good stuff. Um, and then on top of that, who knows what Gary Patterson's doing still, Patrick, if, if he wants to stay at Texas or if he's looking for a – a larger role somewhere else. I know him and Mike Gundy have a pretty good relationship and and, and that's something to follow. Um, but yeah, it, it's still early and they're, they're starting interviews now. Um, those are some names I'd, I'd kind of keep a watch on as, as this process progresses because I, you know, this is something that I would assume they're going to try to get done sooner rather than later because it's January 20th and as much as it kind of feels like it might not be close, Patrick, spring practice starts very soon. You know, that's, that's going to be March. And that's right. I don't think they're going to want to sit around and hire somebody a week before. Uh, I think they're going to want to get somebody in here and get them going and implement their system in time for spring practice so these kids can, can adjust to it. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, let's talk about the portal, portal for a second. Uh, the a portal is officially closed. Uh, no one's probably more happy about that than you um, <laughs> um, or, or any sports writer who's covering a beat for that matter. Uh, but they, they gained some players. They lost some players. Um, once the dust is, has settled, uh, was it a net gain for OSU in the portal or a net loss, do you think, with all, with all the movement? You know, I think now that, yeah, we can finally take a breath and really look at this, Patrick, um, I think – they they rallied kind of in the if we look at this 45 day portal window 
the, the back half of it, they really rallied it and they got some guys um, that I think are going to be pretty important next year. Um, but I think we're still looking at just slightly a net loss simply because of the amount of starters they've lost. You know, Spencer Sanders, Dominic Richardson, uh, Thomas Harper. I guess Trace Ford didn't start, but he was a key backup guy. Uh, but Jabbar Muhammad, John Paul Richardson, Bryson Green, Stephon Johnson Jr., Mason Cobb. That's a, those that that is hard to replace in one portal cycle, Patrick. Um, but especially, I mean, just this past weekend, um, you know, they they really went hard uh, at, at getting some wide receivers, and I think the the weirdest part in this whole transfer thing is they had somebody commit back early in December and he's already decommitted and committed somewhere else. So they've, they've lost a transfer portal transfer already. Um, and that's Sean Tyler, the running back from Western Michigan. And he went, he's committed to OSU. Now he's going to Minnesota and OSU didn't miss a beat because the next day they signed a new transfer portal running back in uh, Elijah Collins from Michigan state. And I think Arlen Bruce. So Fun, fun story here, Patrick. Really, look, quick anecdote. Uh, when I was over at Gallagher Iowa covering Bedlam the other day, I saw Brennan Presley and new wide receiver transfer Arlen Bruce. And he's a big kid, Patrick. He is tall. He's <laughs> he's he's dense. You know, this is a guy that they need on the outside. And and just based on that, you know, if he's got some talent catching balls, I think he's going to be a solid, super good pickup for them. Uh, so long-winded answer to your question I, I think we're still at the current moment you have to call it a net loss just because of how many starters they lost and it's still a little too early to figure out how all these new guys fit in um sure. but maybe if we revisit this topic in September when we've gone through a spring practice and we've gone through fall camp and we're right on the edge of a game we'll really be able to determine how bad was it and did it kind of even out like they like they'd hoped yeah, the yeah, it, it, and it's it's interesting, you know. You when you say when you listed all those starters just back to back to back just now, it kind of hammered home the point that that they did have some some major losses in, in the portal, some some significant names. Uh, but you're right, we don't we won't know till next fall and maybe even beyond that. So um, how how the new guys will fit in. So we'll just see. Well, you brought up Bedlam. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, nice win by the Cowboys on Wednesday uh, inside Gallagher Iowa Arena. Uh, good crowd, seemed like on TV anyway, 10,000 plus. So that, that's always encouraging. Um, what what is this team's NCAA tournament prospects? Is that is that a possibility for the Cowboys? You know, it's always a possibility, Patrick. Well, hold, okay, but uh, it's, okay. is it a realistic possibility? Let me, let's. I think I think right now you can say it still is. Um, Wednesday was super important in my eyes, and, and maybe not everybody agrees with me on that, but I felt when you're still trying to to reach that and you're looking at 10 and 8 instead of 9 and 9, your record being 10 and 8 instead of 9 and 9, I think that's really important. And, uh, you know, Patrick, we also got to think about this is the Big 12, and right now, I guess there's a new bracketology out today that I've not looked at yet, but uh, I think last week's had eight. The week before that had nine of the 10 Big 12 teams in it. So, you know, we might be talking about a situation where only one Big 12 team misses it. And, and I think uh, 
if we're kicking one Big 12 team out right now, it'd probably be West Virginia, not Oklahoma State. Um, so I think there are still, you know, there's still a realistic chance here. I think some things need to change, and, and we saw some of that on Wednesday night um, because I think if you just hopped on Twitter during a, an OSU basketball game in the past couple of weeks, you saw just kind of the frustration from the fan base about how the offense was looking, and then all of a sudden – they go back to that up-tempo style of play. They played four guards instead of three um, most of the time, you know. But they started – they went with four-guard starting lineup, and it helped space the floor. It really got the tempo going. They played faster. They, they had the most possessions they've had in a Big 12 game this year. And as you see, it worked out because the defense just – works in and of itself for OSU. That's never been the problem. It's been the offense. And so I think they're kind of starting to figure that out. And if they can gel that, if they can get a couple big wins in conference play, then I think that chance from realistic can jump up to a shoe in almost, um, barring a, a collapse late in the season. All right. All right. Fair, fair enough. So, so Spencer Sanders is going to Ole Miss. What do you think of that? I, you know, I brought it a little bit yesterday, but I think it's just—I think it, it, it's a marriage that's just ready to 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 be broken up. And I don't think there's a ton of ill will on either sides. But Ole Miss is, I think, the surprising part. Not that Spencer Sanders actually did transfer, even though we got—you know—he went in on the first day and he didn't commit until the day after it closed. That's a forty—that'd <laughs> be forty-six days. He was in the portal. Um, and in and you know he he had interest from all over the place. So with what Ole Miss is doing, that that move surprises me a little bit um, because I think the consensus was that Spencer Sanders wanted to go somewhere for one year, try to improve himself, you know, improve the NFL draft stock as much as he could, and give it his best shot. But he's now stepping into a situation where there's at least two quarterbacks fighting for the starting job, possibly all three of them, because uh, they also brought in, well, they have Jackson Dart, who came from USC, and then they've got uh, Walker Howard, who was a five-star recruit, who went to LSU, and so he'll be a sophomore, and Spencer will be a super senior, and so you got all these these pieces fighting for one job, Patrick, and and I, I that, that's the part that surprised me, because I felt like he would have went somewhere where the starting job was kind of a shooing, like he was the the, the one who was going to get it. And so the quarterback battle part of it intrigues me. I won't lie. I'm going to follow it, Patrick, over the spring practice. I'm going to, I'm going to want to read about that because I find it interesting. Um, but no, I think Spencer Sanders in the SEC is going to be interesting. Um, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, the, the part that always confuses me, especially when you get up to that, you've had four or five years in a program like he did at OSU. To me, I always thought of it as if you want to make yourself look the best in your final year of college to reach the NFL, wouldn't you want to stay in the system that you've mm -hmm. learned your whole career? You know, Mike Gundy is not – it's not like he had a coaching change halfway through and new – I know he's had three different offensive coordinators in his time. So, you know, maybe, maybe that factors in, you know, he's had to learn multiple different schemes multiple times. Um but I don't know. I think comfort and 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 uh, being able to understand kind of culture and all that and 
you know, I, I, I thought that might have played a bigger role um, in keeping him there. But, uh, you know, I guess if you look at it, it's, it's really what he felt was best. And, and if that's what he wants to do, then more power to him. And, and I'm going to watch. I will watch Ole Miss football this year now, Patrick. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm right there with you. You know, he he was so instrumental in his time in Stillwater. You can't you can't deny his accomplishments there. And I, I wish him the best. And I'll be watching next year just like you. Um, and 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 I I hope I hope he gets whatever he wants. I hope he goes down there, wins the job, and gets in the NFL. Good for him. Um, but I, but I don't know, man. Uh, like you said, he he may not even start. I mean, we'll. Like he, he's got to go win the job, and maybe he's betting on himself that he will, uh, which that's great. I hope he does. Um, but it's but it was an in- interesting move. Um, so you've heard the rumor, uh, Dean. I'm sure uh, most have that he wanted to come back to OSU, and Gundy said no. Um, that's that hasn't been confirmed, right? That's still just kind of something that was kind of floating out there. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, that that happened. Would you have let him come back? If you're Mike Gundy, if I'm Mike Gundy, well, I'll say this from from an outsider looking at it, I think barring you know something, if something illegal is being condoned, then then I'd be against it. But I think if you're a coach, you know you're allowed to run the program how you want to run it. Um, I I won't take that away from Mike Gundy or try to sit here and tell him, well, this is how you need to run your program. You know, there's no um, textbook. To being a successful coach, I think it can be done in a lot of different ways. And if, you know, if Spencer Sanders knew going into the portal that the moment that name hits it, you're not going to be welcomed back. Um, you, you know, I think that's something you got to live with. If maybe you've been talked about, hey, I'm just going to see what's out there and then I want to come back, then that's different. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'm not going to fault Mike for if, if that's how he wants to run his program. Um as as for are they better off having brought Spencer Sanders back? Um, probably, I, I think so. I think. I mean, but pro- probably. I mean, a hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I mean, you'd want him back to start next year, and because I think what we saw at the end of Spencer Sanders' junior year was, you know, the the early part of the Spencer Sanders' career was turnovers and and all that. And that's kind of what highlighted it. But then I think toward the end of his junior year, when you look at that Bedlam win and the Fiesta Bowl, and then most of this year, you saw that Spencer Sanders had developed into somebody who can not just manage games, but go win you games. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I think that's something that's super valuable that not all quarterbacks can, can reach that level. And, And I think you started to see him do that and then he got hurt and then, the, the season fell apart, but yeah, you know, I think you, you, you would have, ideally you, Spencer Sanders doesn't enter the portal if you're OSU, just, he never does. Um, if, if that's the rule, you know, I can't think of a time they've ever let a, a player who's gone into the transfer portal, they've let him come back. Um, so as far as the, you know, that might be a rule over there, Patrick, that the moment you hit it, we wish you the best, but um, you know, that's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles, and and, and that might be what it is. Um, yeah, you know, you, you you'd want him back, and and I, I am curious if if that rumor is true, what those conversations were like between Gundy and Spencer, and and how it all played out. Yeah, of course, sure. Um, 
Well, so what else? Uh, what else you got coming up? You got any interesting stories you wanna you wanna mention for the for the folks out there listening? Well, you know, Patrick, I, I don't know if I can reveal the trade secrets right now. There's competitors <laughs> out there listening. You don't want to give. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I will say, just game coverage wise, I'll be over at uh, Gallagher Iba tomorrow at one p.m. for Iowa State, and then uh, I'm gonna go out to a wrestling duel, Patrick. Yeah, there's one. Tonight, Friday, and then there's one Sunday. I'm going to go out there and get some wrestling coverage up for us. Hey, all right. You going to both duels or just one of them? Probably just one. I might swing both. We'll see. We'll see, Patrick. I guess uh, there's a couple other things I'm working on, and, and I got to figure out times and everything. But there's going to be some. I guarantee there will be some this weekend for the folks out there. Hey, all right. Well, you know, re- re- little little wrestling coverage. That never hurt anyone. That, that, that sounds like a, a, a good weekend spent. Of course. All right. Well, hey, we appreciate you guys checking us out. Uh, we, we really do. Uh, Dean and I come at you once a week, uh, usually late in the week. Um, but uh, once a week, you can check us out for free on Google, Apple, or Spotify. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Dean, have a good weekend, and we'll talk next week. Well, you too, Patrick.